Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi. I'm going through the Gospel of John. And we are in Gospel of John chapter 18. This will be the second part. We have gone from chapter 18. We are now close to verse 25-26 where Peter was denying the Lord Jesus Christ because they were pointing him out, identifying him. We are the other disciple. Who already was known by the high priest that he was a disciple. And he was so familiar with all the high priest servants that he knew the name of the man that Peter cut his ear off. And saw whoever was appointing out, identified Peter in the crowd, that that man was also a kinsman of the man that Peter cut his ear off. So he is well known among the disciples. Well, make yourself known. Don't be hiding yourself. That's the only way you can, that's sometimes, that's the only way your deliverance. When you are well known that you are a disciple of Christ. Then they may persecute you. Yeah, everybody is going to persecute you anyway. So, but for you to be hiding, and then they corner you and say, I saw you with him. And you now begin to deny. See, that in itself is withdrawing from the kingdom of God back to the kingdom of darkness. You don't want to do that. Because say he that denied me before men, I also will deny before my father and before the holy angels. So that we must not deny. So when we have the Holy Spirit of God, we must not deny. We, are more, we must be ready to lay down our life for for the gospel, for the Christ that we are following. Now let's continue here. Verse 27 is where we started, we stopped in the last broadcast. We continue right now and said, Peter denied again and said, I, 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 I am not. When that guy said, the one of the servants, verse 26 said, one of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman whose ear Peter cut off, said, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again a second time. And immediately the cock crew. You no, know, Jesus Christ said, You deny me three times before the cock crew twice. But here is more, let's just say the cock crew. But if you go to the other gospel, it looked like the first cock crew and Peter denied. Another woman saw Peter, he denied again. And then the third time, another, the people that are standing, said, Well, you are a Galilean. Your mouth, your, your, your accent revealed that you are one of them. He denied the third time, the cock crew again. So that. Is what Christ said before the cock crowed twice. You deny me three times, and that was at believe was reported. I think Matthew or Mark or Luke that to try to highlight the three times, and the cock crowed two times. The cock crowed once, and he denied, and he denied, and he denied, and cock crowed again. Another cock, because sometimes the cock crowed several times in the, in the, in the night and in the morning. Now let's continue here in verse 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. That's early in the morning now. We are talking of 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m. now, or yeah, 8 a.m. in the morning. And they themselves, say it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. So they have decided they're going to, according to this, that was how, how much John reported. If you go to Luke 
there was some more things that happened where the Bible said the, the, they were trying to look for a during in the in that palace of the of the high priest, they were trying to look for false witnesses that we say that they can tag to him and say this is what he said, this is what he didn't say. And they couldn't find they finally found someone and they said they are they are they are they are Things didn't agree together until I priest himself stood up and said, Tell us if you are the Christ. That was how it was reported in in Mark, even I think it's Mark. Yeah, Mark chapter 14. Here is Mark chapter 14. Let's read what Mark wrote. Because here they were looking for false witnesses. For many, verse 56 of Mark chapter 14 says, For many bear false witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. I mean, this one said, He said this. No, he said that. No, he didn't say that. He said it. So they were all putting things out that didn't agree to one another. Verse 57. They arose certain and bear false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and within three days, I will build another made without hands. See, that is how they are twisting the world. Also. And the logical never really said that. I'm saying, yeah, he said that. No, he never said that. He said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will rise it up. He didn't say, I will destroy it. See, that's it. Is it? Sometimes people will add some more pronoun to some sentences and it becomes false. And God is very particular with words. So we must be careful what we are saying. What we are saying, we say we heard. These people that say they are there, you know what they say? They say, we heard him say, I will destroy this temple. He never said, I will destroy it. He was telling them, you destroy this. He didn't put you. He just said, destroy this temple. And the Bible said he was talking about his body. But if he's pointing his finger out like that, they thought he was talking about the building where they were talking, which is the temple of, of Jerusalem. Destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up again. That was close to what he said. But this will say, I heard him say, I will destroy this temple. He didn't say I will. He said you will destroy it. So that is why I mean that they are, that's why it doesn't agree together. So we had him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands. And within three days, I will build another made without hands. So people hear what they wanted to hear. And they may be hearing wrongly. But Sutina said, But neither so did their witness agree together. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, saying, Answerest thou nothing? What is he which this witness against him? But he held his peace and answered nothing. Because you know, all of them are just misinterpreting what he said. Okay. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Are thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Now, that's a direct question. That was how Mark put it down. That the high priest now stood up and said, Are thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? He wanted him to say with his own mouth. And to them that don't believe, if he said with him that he is the Christ, he committed himself to blaspheme. That's really what they wanted to get out. And Jesus said, I am. He's not going to deny who he is. I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. That's simply say he is the Christ and he will come from the clouds of heaven. What happened when they said the high priest heard that? Then the high priest rent his clothes and said, What need we any further witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. What thinking? And they all determined that he's guilty of that. So the happy just told him, Oh, blasphemy. I heard blasphemy from this man's mouth. And, and then they started beating him. So that is how it was reported. The apostle John didn't put all of those down. They just said, 
they took him and went to to go and present him before Pilate. But the story of what really happened before they got to go to Pilate, the governor, was what Mark was reporting that I said he blasphemy because he called himself that he is the Christ. Now, let's continue with Gospel of John where we are actually studying. But it's nice to bring all of those other uh, observations from the other Gospelers of what was said, what he said, and what, what happened that Apostle John did not detail. He only put some things down here that he knew this is highlight that needs to be known. So now let's go to verse 28 as we are reading the Gospel of John chapter 9, chapter 18. Then let they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. That's now the hall of judgment is for the Romans, the Roman Empire, the Roman government. And they say it was early in the morning. So early in the morning with 8 a.m. So what is the meaning? Why are they knocking on my door at 8 a.m.? Or 9 a.m. Whatever they know that the hall will be open. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them. Pilate knew that where well, these people brought somebody, he, all right, well, they wouldn't want to come to the their Passover. So he went to meet them outside. And his, Pilate said unto them, verse 29, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If you are not a male factor, we will not have delivered him up unto the. They are trying to be, to be, to be, to be Jewish rulers. We are the rulers here. You are just made to be governor over us we, against our will, but we just submit to whatever you guys wanted. So if he's not a main factor, if he's not a offensive to us, we won't have brought him to you. I mean, we protect our own people. That's what they have in their mind. We protect our own people. But this one, we want you to get rid of this man for us. That's in their mind. That's what they are in, in, implying. So if he was not a male factor or an offender, we wouldn't have divided up to you. That's the way they answer the governor, which means they themselves are uh, not totally agreeing that the governor should be ruling over them. According to history, the Jews in, in that are ruling in Judea, the priests and high priests, they rejected Herod, that the Herod was not their king. They thought Herod was not a, a Jew or a partial Jew, or he was not from the line of David, which uh, only the line of David should be king. So they didn't respect Herod as king. But Herod was political, and Herod was able to go to Rome and secure a kingdom for himself. But since the, the Jews the, in Judea refused to accept it, the rulers of the high priest, so the Roman Empire decided, well, what we are going to do is to cut out Judea from the rest of the nation. Where Galilee is part of the nation, but Judea is the place where you have the temple, where you have the Jews and all of those religious people. So they said, okay, we will make a Roman governor to be in Judea, controlling Judea, while Herod will be king in Galilee. But Herod has his house. Herod tried to please them. Not this Herod, maybe his father. That has been in the line of Herod all along that they are always having this. Uh, the Jews are not really respecting the family of Herod as their king. So the Herod that was there when Jesus Christ was born was having the same. That was by that time they, all those started. So what was happening then was that they now have a governor that was in charge of Judea and see how they were responding to the governor. If he is not a main factor, we won't have brought it to you. I mean, like we protect our own people. But well, 
this one we don't want you, we want you to get rid of this one for us. That's what it means. That's why we bring it to you. And I don't want to also respond back to them. Verse 31. Then said Pilate on them, take him and judge him according to your law. Why are you bringing them to me? You judge him according to your law. Then the Jews therefore said unto him, it is not lawful for us to put any man to death. What lawful? They are talking about the law of the Romans does not allow them to kill any person. Even though your Moses law says you can stone this man to death, but the Romans said, no, we can't allow you that. We don't want this uh, jungle type of uh, judgment. That's what they call jungle. We are even in this generation right now, they don't want people to just say the mob attack somebody and kill the people. The police will come and arrest those mob. No, so that is when it started from the Roman Empire. Now, we don't want jungle type of uh, judgment. The person has to come to court, and the court and the governor, whoever the court decide that he's guilty. Then, if he's going to be killed, then the court will decide that that's how they do right now. Since the time of Roman Empire, the Europeans were bringing what you call civilization. So, any type of a jungle, type of justice, they disagreed and disallowed it. So, that's what the Jews, the high priest and the chief priest were, uh, uh, were talking to Pilate here that. When your Lord, when they say the Lord does not allow, they are taking your Lord, the Romans' law, does not allow us to kill anybody. Because as far as they are concerned, they have said Jesus Christ needs to be killed because he claimed to be God. They say that's blasphemy. Or he claimed to be the Messiah, the Son of God. They say that's blasphemy. And they are blaspheming, Lord said they should kill him. Because you look and look at the law of Moses. If a prophet is false or this or that, they should stone them to death. If somebody is caught in adultery, they should stone them to death. That's the type of thing they are still following in this Islamic, what they call Sharia law. And they are claiming, and those are all evil laws. And God said, if they have known God that God is love, they would have been doing that. But they don't know God as God is love. They think God is the God of Venjata, Vendata, because of what they have had happen in the days of Moses. Oh, God said, kill this man. And it was Moses that was writing those things down. It was Moses that was writing those things down. So when God just kept quiet and said, well, the, when the perfect comes, the imperfect shall be done away with. Christ is the perfect one. The God is love. That doesn't mean that you can just go do whatever you like in sin because there is an end time, end, judgment at the end of all things for sinners. The Christ has come to save us from sin. To save us from sin first. Because he knows that it is not our own willpower that is making people sin. Something else. Our possible say sin is living inside in our flesh that is making us do all those things. So God is justifying us freely by if you accept Christ, you are fully justified. Apostle Paul, when he was preaching, about said, through this man, through the Lord Jesus Christ, you are justified from all things which the law of Moses cannot justify you. That is, we are being justified that where it is Satan, the sin that he has put in our flesh that is causing these things. So God is freely forgiving mankind and saying, now come, let me give you the antidote. My son Jesus in you will be the antidote. You will be able to live free of sin. But if you refuse the son of God to come and live inside you, then you are on your own. And if you think you are going to stand before God and the way your sin and your righteousness, you are on your own. That will never pass. You will never make it. Because just one offense, you are done to lake of fire. The Christ is washing us with his precious blood. That is the salvation, that's the gospel. The gospel is that Christ has come to redeem us from the cause of the law. 
That is the gospel. So believe the gospel, my friend, and that's the only way you can be saved. So that was what the gospel is all about. That's why Christ came to save mankind from sin. Now, according to the the this story that we are talking reading about the high priest and so on, they didn't believe him to be the Christ. They didn't even understand what Christ was to come and do. They thought Christ was to come and help them drive the Romans out of the land. The political messiah was what they were waiting for. Because they were seeing the Messiah, the Messiah, Messiah, and they needed somebody to drive the Soviet Romans out. Somebody that would be a king to make them to be their own king, not Herod. They don't want Herod. So they were thinking of a political Messiah. Jesus Christ came as the spiritual Messiah for the whole world because that was the plan of God from the beginning, from the book of Genesis. That the seed of the woman will bruise the head of Satan. That is what God has planned to redeem Adam and his race, Adamic race, from the slavery that satan has put all human beings under that slavery so that was the gospel let's see god allowed this blindness to come to this jewish ruler so that the lamp of god could be sacrificed for mankind because if they have accepted him as they say there will be no crucifixion because they are the one that delivered him to to pilate precious pilate the, the governor the pilate precious pilate said he has not done anything wrong he said, we want you to get rid of him because you didn't, your Lord doesn't allow us to kill anybody. Let your own Lord say he should die. So that was what was going on in this discussion where he said, we verse 31 of Gospel of John chapter 18, when Pilate said, well, take him and judge him according to your law. And the Jews said, well, according to your law, we are not allowed to kill anybody. Said, it is not lawful for us to put any man to death. Well, that's when now the governor now said, oh, wait a minute, you want to kill him. It's not just somebody you want to flog. Pastor to say that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he speaks, signifying what death he should die. Pastor said, then Pilate answered on, in, entered into the judgment hall again. Pastor said, then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, And thou the king of the Jews? Because he has heard all the soldiers have heard because when Christ rode into the city. The whole city was saying, hey, king, hey, king. Some, some people were saying, king. the high priests were angry. The crowd were killing my skin. You, can, you know, soldiers are around, these Roman soldiers, they will have been talking about it. That there is one man, is making miracle work, miracle working man, one of their prophets, and he's doing signs. They say he did this, so they say that. They say he's their king now. And they will have told Pilate, so he knew about all the things that's going on in the streets. Because this was in the streets. Now, of course, he also knew that this. This, this uh, chief priest and priest didn't agree with him. Why? Because they were the religious one. They were the only one. They didn't. They can't do all these things that this man is doing. That's going to be jealousy also. He is healing the sick. He is making them to work. Oh, really? And the chief priests are offended because they couldn't do those things. They are jealous of him. That's how Pilate reasoned that together. It's jealousy, you know. If we say we are the holy one, we are the one coming to God, and there's a man that we don't even agree with. And he's doing signs of God. Only God can do this. And they say he's doing it. It's still happening in our generation. Somebody come from another denomination and started praying for the sick and the sick are healed. Those people that claim that that denomination is not really born again, they begin to say, well, I'm not sure that that man that is healing the sick is healing through the power of God. They begin to accuse him. That has been happening in this generation. They accuse him because they sometimes it's jealousy. They are not able to do what he is doing. But they claim to be close to God. They are not, God is not using them to do those things. So that's why we have to be careful 
on when we are trying to judge other people. I remember a testimony of a minister of God that said the Lord was uh, that a pastor, they were praying, they assured this pastor and they assured were praying for revival, praying for revival, praying for revival. This is the pastor that was praying for revival that gave this testimony. They were praying for revival and they were more born again and holy and and then the revival broke up in another church down the street. And this pastor that had been praying for revival with his church wondered, why, oh God, why didn't the revival come from our church? We are more holier than these people over there. He said, the Lord told him that I can't afford to start with to do the revival in your church. Why? Because you became claiming the glory for yourself. We are holy. That's why God brings this revival here. But that other church there, God can use them because they are not claiming holiness as if they are better than everybody else. So sometimes that is the problem of many of the people in the church. We are thinking we are better than every other church. And God should use us, not those people over there. But if the Lord uses us, we will be claiming our righteousness, our holiness is why he uses us. And Christ told that pastor, I can't afford that. You will be getting the glory for yourself and for your people. But God wants the glory to be for himself, God, doing this thing. So that's why I use the one that you think is not as holy as your own group. See, that is one of the things we should learn a lesson from there. That's why our Pontius Pilate was able to identify that this is jealousy. This chief priest and high priest have not been able to do any of those miracles. Lame man walking. There's lame man that is always coming, I mean, blind man that's always coming in the front of their temple. And this man passed by and healed this blind man. And that blind man had been coming to the front of that temple for years. And they know him. They couldn't heal him. And if they claim they are worshipping God, they could have been able to call on their God to do this thing. But there is a man that they didn't believe is holy enough. And he healed this blind man through the name of the God. So I just you know, these people, is, they are jealous of him. So that's why he, that's what the Bible is reporting here. But it says, Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said to him, Are thou the king of the Jews? The Jesus answered him, Say thou this thing of thyself, or did not thou tell it thee of me? Pilate, Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Trying to find out what is the cause of this problem, but Christ is not going to tell him anything. So Jesus answered and said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servant fight. That I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from ends. Now let's analyze that. The Lord was saying his kingdom is not of this world. Now we can put it this way and say. The world they are in the days of that generation. You can say my kingdom is not of this generation. Also, it's not of this generation. Because when he came back. When Christ will come back in the end. In the second coming. And set up a physical kingdom. Then. That's when he is king and ruler. But see, the generation he came to visit for the crucifixion, that's a that's a world, that's their world. That's why that's this world. But now when it comes back, it's gonna be another world completely. So you can put it that way that's talking about this world of the of that generation is one world. Another generation will come. You see, what we are in right now, we are in a generation that's the world we are in right now, we have technology that the generation of uh, of uh, Apostle Peter and John they never knew anything about this general technology. That you can talk from here to China, you can talk from here to any part of the world, that you can see the images of people talking, images talking. And that was like a prophesy, almost like a what do you call what they call it? Fairy tale. 
look like fairy tale will that ever happen but it is happening we are in another world so to speak so when christ said my kingdom is not of that of this world he's talking about the world that you are in because when it comes by it's coming to a different generation that has a different technology a different a different things and we are having a different technology if you come in our generation right now it's not the generation that are using donkeys to ride so but also we can look at it and say he's talking about the spiritual kingdom he says, my kingdom is not of this physical kingdom, which is true. The kingdom is of the spiritual kingdom, which is where it come from. So he says, if, if, if it's of this world, my servant will fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But no, my kingdom is not of this physical kingdom, which is also true. So we can put it both ways. That This is what the Lord is saying. His kingdom is his spiritual kingdom. And in his spiritual kingdom, there are servants of the king. He says, but they are not going to... And we know that this spiritual kingdom could have come and destroy even this uh, physical world if they want to, but he didn't allow that also. So, but he said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, of this physical world, then will my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now it's my kingdom, not from ends, not from this physical world. But you see, like we know, he could have commanded and the angels could have done something, but he didn't want that. This is what has been ordained to be. Verse 37. Pilate therefore said unto him, Are thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou say that I am a king. And you guys call him a king. But he is God. The king of kings. But see, the only way we know is king. Are you king? To so this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth, heareth my voice. Now, this is a very important point when you talk about I come to bear witness to the truth and Pilate said unto him what is truth and the Lord just cannot go to have time to be explained what is truth to Pilate now what does that mean I have come to bear witness unto the truth he said everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice now what is the truth the Lord came to bear witness to let's talk about religious truth Christ came to bear witness that there is a God that's going to judge the world. That is the truth. Because in the generation then and up to now, some people don't believe there's any God. Even the, the so-called Sadducees in that generation have the idea of God. They think there are no spirits, there are no angels. How can what then is their God? They think maybe it's just a wave. Like the sign the new ages think. But God Christ came to be aware that there is a God that is going to be judgment. And that is what he demonstrated that God is doing all these things that you are seeing through him. He came to bear witness that there will be resurrection at the end of the world. He came to bear witness to that because that is the truth. So what is truth? The truth is the truth of what God has been telling this, uh, this Jewish religious people. That uh, the angel told Daniel in Daniel chapter 12 that many that are sleeping in dust shall arise, shall awake. When the trumpet shall sound, also Michael shall, shall, Michael shall, the angel Michael shall stand up. So that is also the truth that there will be resurrection at the end of all things. That they all, some people believe it, some people don't believe it. That is, he came to be a witness that there will be resurrection. The Sadducees didn't believe that in that generation. For the Pharisees believed there will be resurrection. Mary and Martha confessed that they would believe that. The Sadducees didn't believe there is any resurrection. They didn't, didn't believe there are angels. They didn't believe there are spirits. You see, but Christ coming demonstrating calling the dead out of the grave is a, is a proof that there will be resurrection in the one day because this boy this boy was dead and buried for four days 
Christ called him out. So that is another. Bearing witness that there will be resurrection of all the dead in the last day. And he said it about himself. That he is the one that is going to call them back. When he said in John chapter, chapter 6, chapter 5, he said, Our coming when all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and she shall come forth. So that means he's bearing witness that there is going to be a resurrection of all the dead at the end of all things to stand before God. So that is the truth. So the truth is, there is God. The truth is that there is going to be a resurrection because also he resurrected himself after he had been crucified and buried for three days. He came out by himself and then went up to heaven. That's another proof. He came to be a witness to the truth that this is true that there will be a resurrection by calling the dead out of the graves and then himself resurrected himself. And the Bible says also call some dead saints that have been there for thousands of years, who knows? Call them out of their graves and they came out and showed themselves in Jerusalem before they went away. So that is also a bearing witness that there is going to be a final resurrection at the end of all things. So that's what he was telling them that he came to bear witness unto the truth. A pilot who didn't know much of all these things said, What is the truth you have to bear witness to? So the Lord Jesus Christ didn't say anything anymore. And when Pilate had said that, he went out again unto the Jews and said unto them, I find in him no fault at all. So, so the Roman and the Roman governor, and so, you can believe what you want to believe. They don't have any problem with that because in Rome they have so many idols. You know? This one worship Jupiter. That one worship Mars, and that one worship uh, Moon, and they have so many of them. So if this one say Moon is better than Jupiter, uh, that's your opinion. So they don't have problem with all of those things. But the Jews, I didn't agree with that. So they wanted him crucified because he claimed to be the Son of God. So Pilate said, I, have, I don't find any fault in him, even if he's a philosopher. He said he's bearing witness to the truth. Why do you want to say you want to kill him for that? So that's why Pilate went to there and said. I found in him no fault at all. But now he said, But you have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? I mean, if you have, if he's a prisoner now, I can release one person to you. I want to release this man. Flog him and then let him go. No, they didn't want that. They want him killed. Why? Because this is the Lamb of God that needs to be sacrificed. That is the ordinary. God was setting things up for his own purpose. For his own purpose that this sacrifice for mankind has to be done on this on the Passover night. That was why the Jews were their wives were blinded. And Satan did not even know what he was doing. He just wanted these people to, to rise them up to kill this prophet. That's why the Bible says if he, if these principalities of the world, if they know what they are doing, they wouldn't have killed the, the Lord of glory. But see. It's like a chess game. God was playing the chess and the devil was defeated by killing the Messiah and himself sealed his own doom because that was how the Messiah went to hell with them and took the keys of hell and death and came back alive by himself. Now he is now the Lord of all. The Lord is now Lord of all Satan has to obey whatever he says. And we saints of God that are in Christ Jesus have to also have authority over Satan. That's what he said. Because we are raised with Christ and we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I go to Ephesians chapter 2. That we are now inside Christ and the devil is under our feet because Christ has defeated the devil and once and for all. So Pilate was trying to say, well, I don't find any fault in him, but you said that you always use somebody to you during the Passover. 
Well, I want to release this king of the Jews. Then they cried again and said, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a robber. So that was uh, the end of this uh, Gospel of John chapter 18. So they wanted the robber who was like a, according to this one, he said he was a robber. Another place said Barabbas was like a, a ringleader of some people that wanted to overthrow and they tried to make insurrection. Insurrection is like the type of thing that happened where they wanted to overthrow the government, the government of Rome. And then in doing that, they kill somebody, maybe there was violence and they killed one soldier. The Romans wouldn't let them go, they arrested their leader, Barabbas. And he was still in prison among some other prisoners. So they said, well, I want to release to you. They know they want Barabbas to be released. Yeah, why? Because it's like a, a, a ringleader that they like. That's what some type of people, they want a violent person who they think will become a political leader, a political messiah for them. They wanted somebody that is politically minded, not the one that is just healing the sick or praying for the sick. So that was their dilemma. So they said, no, we don't want this man. They did this to us Barabbas. And Bible says Barabbas was a murderer. So I will continue this in the next, uh, in the next uh, broadcast. We are now going to chapter 19. God bless you.